Hello, guys. Welcome to the new podcast where I'm going to be taking photographers from around Arizona and other local states and interviewing them and asking a bunch of questions so you guys get to know them a little better. Today on the podcast, I have Joe Adrift, uh, which his real life name is Joe or Joe Obani. Uh, he's a really good photographer. He travels in between California and Arizona. Uh, so go ahead, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, yeah, um, my name is Giovanni, and the Joe thing is literally just like a drunken nickname that my friends give me because they get lazy and when they're drunk, <laughs> it's funny. So that's how the whole Joe thing came about. Okay. And I was and I was looking for a new Instagram name, so I was like, hey, it's not taken. It has no underscores or spaces, so we're good. Yeah, because your your previous username was uh, Nephology, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, and that fit for what I was shooting back then. I was shooting like pink clouds. And I was yeah. like, oh, that works. Now I'm like, I'm over it. I want something a little more polished. So that's kind of where I'm at now. Okay, cool. So uh, first of all, starting this off, I really, really like how you're able to bring a lot of emotion into your photographs and kind of like this moody feel, but also familiar, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely think I'm, I try to lean more towards like the cinematic stuff. Mm-hmm. When when it comes to like emotion in the photo, I actually don't plan it. It's because a lot of the like photos you see of people are very much just candids. So I think those are when people don't look awkward and it, it's a lot better. Yeah, they're like their most true self. Yeah, it, okay. it's like randomly that I just pull out the camera. I start snapping photos while we're just hanging out. And those are usually the better ones. Yeah. So uh, how long have you been shooting for? I pretty much started going into my freshman year of high school. Okay. But it wasn't, it wasn't anything serious. I was just rocking around with the phone. I think like three years ago, maybe I got my first DSLR, which I just recently upgraded. So, and, and recent, as of recent, I've been shooting the stuff I want to shoot for maybe about a year. So I'm kind of like coming into like where I want to be. Uh, so you were shooting from that with that first DSLR for, for three years, right? Uh, about like maybe two, I think okay. two, I got it like maybe like a year before I moved from California out here. Okay. So, yeah. And- about, about roughly two. And if you don't mind me asking, what was that DSLR? Oh, it was a Canon T7. I think it was awesome. <laughs> that's funny because that's the exact same camera that I started with. It, yeah, it, like I got it. I broke a deal with my mom because she was working during my spring break and I didn't want to watch my little brother and sister. Yeah. So she's like, hey, if you do it, I'll get you a camera. I was like, all right, cool. And then I, just, I was just like, I have to shoot Canon. That's just what I want to shoot. And yeah, now I'm now I'm here. So have you kind of stuck with Canon as you go? Is that what you're shooting with now? Yeah, I'm currently shooting with a Canon EOS R, which is a few years old, but it's still a great camera. And yeah. then I can't, I don't make enough money, so I don't shoot with Canon lenses. I shoot with the Sigma. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, my favorite lens is the the Sigma 85 1.4 Art. Oh my oh, God. That's, that's the lens I would love to have, but I'm coming to the point where it's like, do I spend $1,200 on just a prime 85 or do I just spend a little extra and just get like an, like not like the last version of like the Canon 7,200, the 2.8, because it's just like, I get an 85 and then I get a 130 and I have all the way to 200. Yeah. And then I can just crop in with, I have an option on my camera to crop my sensor. So then I have more. Yeah. And that's always like a a super tough battle, at least for me personally, between the two like lenses, because one gives you one side of the spectrum 
one gives you another side of the spectrum, but then they both meet like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I feel like with the 7200, that just kind of, that it has just enough that it's perfect. Yeah. For what I want to be shooting, especially since I like the more compression and stuff. Yeah. What kind of made you get into photography to begin oh, with? So it started, it started my flight. I remember when I really was thinking like, this is cool when I wasn't actually shooting for like, I wasn't shooting because I was like, Oh, I'm going to just me a dope photo. It was like me and Ryan, we've known each other for so long. And then we really got into like streetwear fashion. And there's this guy on Instagram, his name is Ben, uh, Ben uh, McLean, McLean. God, I'm so bad. With his, name, <laughs> with his last name, but no, um, he's super dope. And he was shooting for this dude, Ari Petru out in, uh, london mm-hmm. and they're big and they were big into like the fashion stuff and i was like that's cool we should do something like that and that's what we did for like our freshman sophomore and like part of our junior year we're doing that and then it was like middle of my junior year i was failing like i had really bad grades and my mom threatened to take my camera away yeah and i was just so in the dumps i was like dude i don't know what to do and ryan reached out to someone who also was also looking I also was really inspired by his name is Michael Sterick. He's an awesome dude. I met, and through this, I met him online, but um, Ryan's like, Hey, my friend, he just, he loves what you do. And he like, and blah, blah, explains the situation. And I remember we were sitting in our government class. It was, I think third period. And I get a, I get a notification on my phone from Michael Sterick saying, dude, keep doing what you're doing. And like in this paragraph, I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. Like I was literally so close to breaking down in class. Yeah. And I was like free. Cause I was like the one dude that I started, he started the whole like pink skies, big sunset photos. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane. Kind of that and glowy I, aesthetic. Yeah. And I was just like, that's awesome. And just having him message me was super cool. And the fact that me and him talk every once in a while is still awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. It's definitely really nice to have somebody to kind of, grab inspiration from on Instagram. Uh, I definitely think there's probably a lot of people that grab inspiration from your feed because I'm, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Your page is like really, really, it flows really well. If I'm being honest, I, I haven't liked one of my photos that I've taken before this past trip. Like I haven't like enjoyed a photo that I've taken in like almost a year. Like I haven't looked at a photo after I've taken it, looked at my camera and been like, this is a banger. Like I haven't looked yeah. at photos like that in such a long time. And that's just a big part of it was just moving back out here. And I'm like very much like uninspired to mm-hmm. really shoot anything. So I'm like, man, there's no snow unless I want to go up North. Exactly. No big, crazy. It's none of that when I'm, that's the part where I'm struggling is trying to find where I want to be and shoot what I want to shoot. Trying to shoot what I want to shoot is difficult because I don't have all the resources to do so. Yeah. And you're talking about Arizona, right? Yes. Arizona. Okay. I, I figured, but I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah. When I'm in California, man, those are when the bangers come out. Cause you're originally from California, right? I was born in Arizona. And when I was okay. seven years old, I moved out to Cal- well, six or seven. I moved to California and then I've been living there ever since like going into my senior year of high school. I moved back in just, I, yeah. July 9th of uh, July 9th or I think it was July 12th of uh, 2019. I moved back out here for high school. Yeah. I assume throughout that whole um, transition of moving from California to Arizona, you continued shooting, right? 
Um, yeah, I did. I can, I shot what, what I could. Mm-hmm. And that was when I moved from California out here. That's when like the, I feel like the maturity of my page grew mm-hmm. and it turned more, it, it transitioned out of the pink and like sunsets to more of the, like the golden hour subject based photos that I like to take. Yeah. Cause I'm seeing you, you've got this, this very nice mixture of like cut clean subjects, but also subjects where there's a lot of environment involved uh, here. Like for example, there's this one photo of you rolling uh, Peter McKinnon's coin, for example. Oh, that, that one was cool. And the story behind how I got that coin is even better. Me and Ryan, we're in California. We're like, we, have, we should go shoot blue hour photos. So we went down to this, to Chico where we, uh, where the town that we live in or the city. Mm-hmm. And there's like this railroad place. I was like, Oh, I'll just go shoot there. It'd be cool. We're hanging out. And I'm like, I want to get a shot of me spinning the coin. And maybe if we can, we could frame it enough, like enough to get the, the tattoo that I have on my arm of the coin Yeah, in like in the shot too. And so we shot that and that was, that was a fun shoot. Sad. Cause I didn't really want to keep trying that shot. Cause we're, it was hot. It was humid. Yeah. But we're trying to spin that coin to get the, the back of the coin in focus, but still have my, my tattoo kind of blurred out in the background of the coin. That didn't happen. We got the front though. And I, I really much enjoy that. Yeah. That one turned out really, really cool actually. Yeah. And f- fun fact, it was that day that when we were shooting that we got done, that was probably one of the last shots we got and we we're leaving. And there was this homeless guy, like hang, like I don't know if he was homeless, but he was hanging out on the tr- by the on the platform. Yeah. And we're and we hear a train coming, and we're like, "Oh, dude, cool train!" And we're just like, "Why not? Let's just sit around, see what happens. Maybe we get something." And this dude just walks to the edge of the platform when the train's going by and starts touching the train cars. What the fuck? And we're literally like, dude. And then, mind you, it's the lo- trains are the loudest damn things. Yeah. <laughs> they, mind you, they may be going 45, 50 miles an hour. But when they're, when you're standing within like seven feet of a train going by, it's the most violent thing I've ever been a part of. It's the ground shaking. The horns are going off. It's whipping past you. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Our hats are almost f- flying off. This dude is better, like, jump inside of a train. And then we left and we're like, that, nope. I'm like, we don't, we don't, we don't fuck with trains no more. Isn't it kind of crazy how one photo on an Instagram feed can have like so much story behind it? It's insane. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand that when, like, especially when I post, when I, if I post a photo that I enjoy and I post it, there's so much more that goes that's behind that photo that I wish I could share with people. And that's kind of what I want. I, I want to start YouTube, but when I'm out here, I know I'm not doing a whole lot yeah. to make sense, to make videos And I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not going out on like, we're not driving 400 miles sleeping in like the worst hotel <laughs> in hot pockets with, I actually dump a whole bottle of ranch on my plate. They're, they're, like you i i'm not doing that every day even though i wish i could be maybe not the hot pocket part but i wish i could be <laughs> traveling as much as i could and i think when it when i when i can it, it's always with ryan if you see my instagram yeah crazy fo- he's there somewhere and we're doing some absurd thing and i wish i could be doing that every day and i think me and, me and ryan are just trying to figure that out right now and how we can be like 
doing that stuff as much as possible. So would you consider yourself more of like a, a lifestyle photographer then? Um, you, you know what? I think I might. I do enjoy the lifestyle, the product stuff. I even enjoy, like, I do enjoy shooting, like you, like you shoot cars and I enjoy shooting yeah. cars as well. Um, there's a certain point where I don't, like, I'll say this, I don't like going to car shows anymore. Like, and the cars yeah. and coffees are cool, but it's always like, there's way too many people. Mm. It's always terrible lighting unless you get there early and someone shows up for some reason. It, and it's, it's just, it's always a mess. And whenever something kind of cool that you're like, I need to shoot that. There's always like a hundred people standing around it and it's kind of just like bust. Like you can't get that shot anymore. Yeah. I know car shows are just by themselves are already a a pretty tough challenge to shoot. And then you throw like 2000 people at a car show all cramped in a parking lot, you know, you, it just, it's so bad. Like I love the event four till four. I, I was going there like probably every weekend for like a solid two months. Mm-hmm. and it was always like wake up early we get we all meet up with the friend the homies we jet over to scottsdale and you're hanging out it's always it's fun yeah it's fun but i have grown to the point where if i go i don't bring my camera and if i do it's in the car i'm not bringing it out yeah and when i say it like i told my friends like i'm no longer going to car shows this year i'm not they're like they're all like upset they're like why not and i'm like if I'm going to shoot a car, I want it to be right. And it's, I've never had the opportunity to shoot the right car in the right place, the right time. Mm. So kind of what I'm getting here is you still want to shoot cars, but you definitely want it to be the right car at the right time. Oh yeah. You don't want to be playing against the odds anymore. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm very particular with my, with my time management these days, especially with, with my workflow. It's like, with, with a lot of the guys that own the cool cars and that are willing to shoot photos, they, because most of the guys you have to understand they're, they're older men, they have families, they have work, they have stuff to do. Yeah. So I understand that, but it's like, if I want to shoot this like GT three or this hurricane or something cool along those lines, I'm not saying a hurricane's that cool, but you know, if I want to shoot these vehicles, I want to be able to shoot them at golden hour in the setting that I want. And sometimes it's, that's just not going to happen. And I understand that. Yeah. So you want more, more control over the shoot rather than just going and saying, okay, I have completely no control over this, but I'm going to try yeah. and get as much as I can. Exactly. Like I, cause for me, it's like, if I go and I shoot this photo, it's going to be like noon or something. I'm like the lighting's, I, I will just hate the photo. And I'd be like, yeah. I wasted my time doing that. It was harsh sunlight. It was in a parking lot. You can see 10 people in the background. There's this random AMG in the <laughs> background. And I'm like, that's not what I want. And I'm not good with Photoshop. And I'm not going to be the guy to be like, oh, I'm going to try to remove everything. Yeah. Another photo that really, really stands out to me that you've posted fairly recently is this photo of, uh, as far as I believe it, it's part of that camping trip that you guys took. Um, but it looks like it's a waterfall down and then you have a sun flare in the top kind of left corner. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's from the camping trip. That was the first day when we got out there. And uh, was that handheld long exposure? Yeah. It was a handheld long exposure. I'm God that damn. One. Bro. That was okay. It was handheld, but I like had the bottom pin to like the rock. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty much just a handheld long exposure. That's insane. Cause it's, it's, 
really, really crisp. Like there's no, uh, you're, I'm surprised too. Ryan get Ryan tells me all the time. He's like, you're the only person I know that can shoot handheld one over five and still <laughs> have a clean photo. I'm like, I don't know how I do it, but I do. And the funny thing is that photo. So that's like, a, we did it. That it was the first day we got there. We went for like this, it's like an eight mile hike that we pretty much did. Okay. It was, it was an eight mile hike. We're at like 8,000 feet of elevation. I've been living in Arizona where we're like at 1,200 feet of elevation, which is pretty yeah. much at, at that point, that's sea level. Yeah. <laughs> but so I am, I am not adapted to this at all. Like I just been thrown in this. We did this eight mile hike. I am dying on the inside. <laughs> I have, I've had like maybe, like maybe 800, 900 calories. Yeah. Th- that entire day. So I, we get to the spot, you kind of have to come you kind of have to walk through this brush and I'm like sweating. I'm shaking. I'm like, I'm dying. This is the worst. And I'm like, I'm trying to hold it together, not be a bum. So I was like, Oh, I'll take a couple photos. And that's where I got like the, the sunset one. And then a couple of them, like the one of Ryan, the one of Ryan is the first three photos. Those are all in the same day around the same area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. So yeah. do you guys do these these kind of uh, boys trips pretty often or? Um, honestly, it's it's about once a year. It's about okay. once a year. Um, last time we went on a camping trip was in was June of 2020. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just fact check myself really quick. And what did you guys do for that one? Where'd you guys go? Uh, we went into this place up in Tahoe. Yeah, it was a uh, it was around June like. 10th of 2020 when we went up to this like place kind of in tahoe i'm gonna say it's tahoe yeah it was kind of around that area but that was fun that was that was kind of a it that, that was a funny trip because it was um it was just me ryan allen and luke mm-hmm. and we show up first and we we drove up there in, in luke's car his yeah. name, we call we call his car mitch <laughs> it's this 1996 97 honda path uh, passport oh okay yeah i know what you're talking about yeah bro the back doors don't open from the outside one of the door handles is falling off none of the windows roll down the ac doesn't doesn't work it it's struck we were surprised it got up some of the hills that had to get up and it was an absolute mess but we show up and that that trip was fun we um we got some we got some booze kicking it back yeah having some fun and um just shooting stuff while we could it was for it being june that it it got pretty cold Mm. it got pretty cold out of nowhere and it was fun but a sad time same time because i didn't i don't own very many like i don't have many much winter attire exactly yeah i'm wearing skinny jeans and a hoodie maybe a jacket i'm like i'll figure it out so going back to kind of what we talked about before we started recording, um, you, Ryan, Alan, and Luke going on these trips. Uh, I know Ryan is another like big, big photographer and obviously a really good friend of yours. And one thing I was listening to uh, a Peter McKinnon video a couple of days ago, and he kind of mentioned just very, very briefly about how surrounding yourself with other creatives can really bring out more creativity in yourself. And I'm wondering, I guess my question to you is, do you see 
when you and Ryan are on these trips, are you guys bouncing ideas off of each other and creating all of this extra content that would otherwise not be created if you and Ryan weren't together? Oh, 100%. Me and Ryan both talk about this, that if you surround yourself with not only other creators, but if you start surrounding yourself with people that are like actually like just better than you, that know more about what they're doing, that you will get better. You will learn off them. So when me and Ryan are together, it's all like, we're about, we're on the same like path. We're on the same wavelength when it comes to creativity, even though he shoots a completely different subject now than what I shoot. We still, well, we can still come together and make something. And I think part of it is the fact that me and Ryan are also like, we're always up for something. It's always like, Hey, you want to drive six hours to Crescent city and camp, but we are going to have to sleep in the car because we don't have enough money and it's going to be raining all the time. And we're, and me and him were just like, let's do it. Why not? Yeah. Final send off. We're going to, that was, that was right before I moved back out here in February. We we're like, well, why not? Let's just send it up there. See what we can make. And if it works, it works. It definitely wasn't the most like luxurious trip we've ever taken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a fun one. Yeah. Cause um, I've kind of noticed that a lot with um, events, especially like, I can see other photographers in Arizona when they go and they do their personal shoots, not that the photos are bad, but they, they just glow differently when they're with other creatives or editing with other creatives um, and kind of just experiencing that group mentality. Definitely. I, I definitely think when you're around people that also do the same thing as you, that when you get, when you get together, because for, for me, it's very rare. I don't, when I'm in Arizona, I don't shoot with many other photographers. Yeah. So it's very much just like I have to come up with the idea. And some of my friends are not really up for the idea. It's always like, dude, I know it's raining outside, but we should go shoot something. Yeah. I'm all I'm always up for the adventure and stuff like that. Some of my friends aren't. So that's that's why content kind of slows down when I get back out here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you, I probably uh, I might have a post up tomorrow and that might be it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely get you with that one. Um, so going back to kind of bouncing ideas off of other creatives and stuff, do you do you have anybody in particular that kind of, or maybe a group of people that stand out as uh, inspiration to you, somebody where you kind of watch their content or look at their content and you kind of get this like burst of energy to go out and shoot and create all this stuff? A hundred percent. I think I think I have, I might have like five big ones. Like, of course, Peter McKinnon. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have, I don't have one of his things tattooed on me for no reason. Um, ben, he's, he's a great photographer out of, out of London. Then we have with Luke, he does the most insane travel stuff and landscapes that I've ever seen. And it's crazy. Like, he blew up. He, he really started posting 2019, 2020. And he's already like, like over 600,000 followers. Damn. Like that's, it, it was crazy growth, but I get why he's growing. His photos are awesome. I won't yeah. dock him, but it's just like when you can travel that much and you're in those places, you're going to come out with something crazy. Exactly. What's another one? God. <sighs> Michael Sterick, whenever he posts, it's always, it's always cool. Um, when I see his content, just cause I like, I love talking to the guy and then, oh i met this guy at 424 uh 
earlier this year when I was out here. Um, his name's Chase. He has an account, Wave Chase. He's a crazy direct, uh, director, film producer. He does big things with big people. He's a cool guy to talk to. I talked to him for about like 15 minutes because I, I remember seeing him shoot with an R5. Yeah. And I was like, that that's dope. And we talked about cameras and stuff. He's a cool guy. Uh, we talk every once in a while when we can. But yeah, those are definitely like the people that I look on Instagram and I'm like, what the hell? I need to be doing something cool. Yeah. You kind of see them and you're like, God damn. Yeah, I, I see it. And then I'm, I'm also, I'm like super excited to go shoot, but I'm also, then I'm also like, I get sad when I'm like, wow, that didn't turn out. But I know it's just kind of like a learning, it's, it's a learning experience. And it's definitely like, well, let's, let's figure it out. What did I do wrong? What can I do better? And then go what can there. you change and everything else? Yeah. Um, so going back to this, uh, I know you mentioned it, but for everybody that's kind of new to you and your content, uh, bringing back this Peter McKinnon tattoo, can you kind of give us the story on that one? Because that one's kind of kind of something crazy. It's a funny one, isn't it? Yeah. No. Okay. So I've been watching Peter for since like tw- like this is before I really got even into photography. This is when I was like thinking about it. I was still shooting on the phone. It was. He it was from his Pirate Life account. He releases this crazy stuff with the most insane details. And I wanted to buy one of the pirate coins from him, especially the one that I got tattooed. Yeah. Because I was insane. I was like, how can I get it? Or how can I get something from him? And I was, it happened, I'm going to say like March. I was just hanging out and I saw that he released his his candles and i was like cool and I, I was early on the drop i got there but my card it wouldn't accept my card because the card i use is like a venmo card yeah and they don't ha- and they don't have venmo in canada so i was like well that didn't work and i was like man i'm getting these tattoos what should my next one be i'm really into like the whole like pirate like stuff yeah so i was like well i went to my tattoo artist zach who's a great guy and i was like hey man i'm i know i don't usually ask you to do specific things but do you mind doing this for me? And he's like, yeah, for sure. So I came in around like May. It was May 1st. We did the outlines for the coin and the, and the pirate ship that I have on my arm. Yeah. That took forever. And I remember like it was, it, that was literally like an eight hour session. Like I, I got there at like three and we didn't leave till like eight, nine o'clock at night after the shop already closed. God damn. And it, it, then I, and then a couple weeks later I came back to finish it. And I posted, I took some photos of my left hand while he's tattooing and I tagged Peter McKinnon or his pirate life account on my story. Yeah. And he saw it. And I was like, there's no way this man just saw my, th- th- there's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. It's kind of surreal, isn't it? D- he DMs me and he's like, that's sick. I am hyped. Like I'm psyched for that. I was like, dude, That's no way. Cool. And I, and I, and I, I told him like, Hey man, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I, I was like, Oh, I, I didn't have a chance to get the coin. So I thought, Hey, why not just get it tattooed? And he's like, what's your address? And I sent him my address and not only did, did he just send me a coin? He quite literally to date it to my house. That's wild. And I was like, this is insane. And now that the coin is always, it's most of the time it's with me. If I have my camera with me, it's in my backpack. It's, it's just in case I see yeah. something. I'm like, I got to, why not? It's with me all the time. Use that as, as a, a temporary subject in a way. 
exactly it's always like oh well there's not much to shoot here but hey i do have a coin yeah that's awesome um i think that's really really cool and i think the funny part was was like because i didn't know if peter himself ran the account or his editor kirk did so i was like is this peter and he's like who else would it be i was like that's it's it's the most peter thing you can say and i'm like this is (laughs) awesome and hey and if peter if you ever see this hey man i want to get on photo stories let's talk (laughs) yeah that is sick uh that's kind of funny because something i'm seeing that's not common but it's something where every time i see like somebody get a tattoo that represents somebody that inspired them or something that inspired them i it makes me kind of think a little bit deeper about the tattoo rather than just kind of seeing it in passing, you know, and not really giving it a second thought. Yeah. Um, Cause like my, myself up on my left upper forearm, I have the Sony alpha logo tattooed uh, on my under it's my forearm, but it's like on the under part, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if you kind of have the same thing, but people ask me what it means all the time. Oh, dude, no. The, the most questions I get, one, from just random people, or like maybe friends or like people that like just meet me. Yeah. It's the, it's the, ta- it's the question that every person that has tattoos doesn't, it's, it's just an irrelevant question. It's like, oh, did it hurt? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it hurt, but it's done. So apparently it didn't hurt that bad. Yeah. It's a bearable pain. Yeah. It, I'm like, in my opinion, it's like when I, when I was working, full-time i was working 60 hours a week and i had like really no and then i was working my days off because i was booking photo shoots yeah and i was always just like i have no time to relax i have no time to do really anything besides work so it was always like well hey i'm not feeling too great let's just go like i'm not in i'm on the best mind space let's go to like the tattoo shop man hey zach you mind putting some ink on me man it's always just like it's always that time when i'm getting tattooed where i could just like relax like zach gets it i i get in the chair i i basically just tell him i'm like hey man have fun like the pirate ship was his idea not mine but i was just like let's do it if you want to do it we'll do it so i just like sit there man i put my earbuds in i let him go to work we have fun that's it we just joke around that's it that's like that one time where i could like relax it's like my little therapy session yeah and that's kind of cool that kind of ties back into to the other creatives kind of grouping together is that you trust him as uh, as a tattoo artist that he's going to put something really really cool on you yeah I, tr- I trust him fully um i basically just went i went to him with the idea like because my first tattoo was actually on my hand it's the uh, the swallow i have on my hand oh okay yeah it was it was literally just like i was like hey i want to get my sleeves done and here's the theme but you just have fun the only thing I actually ever told him to do was just the coin. And then he's just, he's been having fun. We're still playing the rest. And I'm pretty sure I have a couple more appointments in the next month, I think next month. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think I remember you saying something about a movie possibly, or a video coming out about uh, this trip. If, uh, uh, okay. if this, you want to discuss gonna, that a little bit, this is going to make, this is going to make all of us sad. Cause it made me sad. Oh, uh, okay. So I filmed a bunch of like B-roll stuff from a camping trip. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was very much teasing it. I won't say there's not going to be a video. There's going to be a video coming out. It pro- it's just not going to be that trip. Cause me being an idiot before we went to Tahoe, I formatted my card 
<laughs> Fuck. Because, because that's just such like an instinctive thing to do it's like everything's imported let's just ex- let's just format this let's clear this yeah. car for this next trip and i was in the hotel room with the hard rock in tahoe and i was about to go to sleep and then i remembered that i formatted my damn card before we left and i was so <laughs> sad i was sitting there like Fuck, man i was laying on the floor and i'm like fuck i really just did that and but hey you know what that's not the biggest loss i've taken this week i've, I've I, we, me and ryan made a bigger bigger loss uh we, we figured out we, we made a big loss the other day if you have me on snapchat so you've probably seen it yeah if, for the listeners uh, me and ryan also sell like vintage clothing we to fund our uh, mendocino trip that we went on that was the, probably the lowest budget trip we ever went on between the both of us we had like 150 dollars mm-hmm $150 and it was like I think a five hour drive there, a five hour drive back with a, and we spent like $100 maybe $100 on our hotel and we were like, oh, we need more money so we sold one of my Patagonia fleeces. Oh, I know where this is going. From 1997 for $125. Here's the messed up part. <laughs> if we would have just waited if we would have just waited they're, they're selling for upwards of $2,000 now that's crazy. And, and Ryan texted me and he's like, we, we fucked up. And I was like, what did we do? And he sends me a screenshot of the grail listing. I'm like, fuck. And he's like, I'm going to throw up. And I'm like, I'm going to go cry in the shower. <laughs> I just texted him. I was like, I'm going to go cry in the shower real quick. I left my phone in my room and I sat in my shower for 45 minutes with cold water running. I was so sad. I, I've never been that, that, that sadness made up for the sadness I had in Tahoe when I realized I formatted my card. Jeez, that's that that stinks. It, it's it's been a rough week, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um so the state of Instagram is something God, that you it's... kind of brought up earlier that you want to talk about. So I'll let you kind of start that off and then I'll kind of bounce off of you here because I don't really know the gist of it. Oh, I don't know too much either, but I can tell you from what I've been doing and how I've been posting that Instagram and they have blatantly come out and said this, that they are no longer a photo sharing. app. Yeah. I, I know Chris Howe made a great video on it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to later, but it's to the point where they just, they, they have come out and said, we do not care about your grid. We do not care about this and that. And it's like, they're killing the like creatives on the app that have been here for a while. And it's, it's, they're more focused on reels and stuff like that. That will get more, way more attention than you and me posting like 40 photos that are all bangers. Like those, they just won't get to where they need to be. Like if I go through my feed right now, like promoted a few photos, but here's one that I haven't done. I didn't do the Peter coin one, the the coin photo. It reached three, 300 people. And I have 1500 followers. And it only reached 300 of them and 12% weren't following me. And I got 50 and I got 48 likes and I'm like, I don't, it's to the point where it's like, is it worth it? And do, do, should I continue to pay Instagram to get my photos anywhere? Yeah. Cause one thing that I don't know if, if your account, it sounds like it has, but I'm not sure if it has or not, but definitely this past like year, year and a half, I can post like one of my favorite photos I've ever taken. And it's, I, I have 1100 followers and it's only reaching like 
a maximum of 250. It's it's definitely a rough one. Like, God, I think my favorite photo that I've taken in the past year, I mean, the photo that I kicked off the new year with, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. And, and impressions, I got 411, and it reached about 352 accounts with 75 likes. And I was like, this photo is, I was talking to Ryan because he was out here with me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, this photo, dude, it's, it's messed up. It's insane. It's probably the best photo of our Mendocino trip that I just had in my back pocket. I was like, it's going to be dope, dude. Gonna, I feel like it's going to do big. And it just, it did not do what I wanted it. And I was just like, wow, Instagram. And that, that was before they redid their algorithm again. Yeah. They did it again. And it's just to the point where it's like, nothing's working unless you cater to what they want. If you're a photographer and you post, it's probably not going to do that great. Unless you're already big, it's yeah. not going to do great. And if you're not big and you, you promote it, the promotion might not do what it, it says it's going to do. It doesn't bring in the people. It's, yeah. it's such, they're, I feel like they're killing themselves with the algorithm that they have in place. And I don't, I don't know where they're going to go from here. If they want to keep saying that they're no longer for like photographers and all that, I I don't know where to go. Yeah. Like take like I've been posting like slideshows on TikTok for the past couple of days. And it's been that's good engagement, but I don't I don't know what else I'm gonna do. Yeah, because one thing uh I kind of noticed a complete difference when Facebook bought them out. When Facebook oh, yeah. bought them out is probably within the same month is when my engagement and my reach just tanked because I was growing really, really fast in the beginning and then Facebook bought them out and my engagement just slowed way down. Yeah, I I think the same here with me, but I also know that I moved to Arizona in 2019. In 2019, I started to get out of the, the pink cloud stuff. Yeah. And before I did that, I I was being featured on so many pages for that aesthetic. And that's where I gained, I think like it was maybe a month. I gained like 400, 500 followers yeah. or even more. And now that I don't post that stuff anymore, I, I can understand why the people that followed me for that are no longer liking the photos, mm -hmm. but it's been, it's been over two years. I'm like, nothing's changing. Like nothing's getting better. Yeah. So let's say theoretically, um, cause this is something that I definitely see happening. Instagram completely tanks. Creatives stop posting on it. Where do you think all these creatives are going to go? Do you think there's going to be a new social media platform? Do you think they're all going to go towards video on TikTok or? Um, me and Ryan had this conversation the other day that um, Nick Page, another great photographer on on the platform, just a great. He's also a YouTuber and stuff. He's super funny. Yeah. Um, he talked to he, he, and he has a group of friends that are also great photographers landscape photographers are fan phenomenal and they were saying that they wanted to make an app but the and the problem with what they saw was if they make an app for photographers it'll only be photographers on the app and then not too many people will join and then i've talked to other people that are like ever a lot of my friends have just jumped ship to twitter because they said twitter's been growing a lot more for them and stuff like that but i'm also like i don't know what to do do i ride this out and maybe then less creators will be on the platform. Hence, there will be a handful that, so like you could grow more since there's less of them. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a weird spot to be at. 
I don't know what we're I don't know what Craves are gonna do. I think because one of the things um, I watched the first half of that Chris Howe video you mentioned earlier. One of the things he brought up was that if you have content creators that are being paid via brand deals, but they're not reaching the same amount of following as they were, you know, a year, year and a half, two years ago, those brand deals aren't going to pay as much. And I feel we're going to start losing a lot of these bigger creatives to other social media platforms like TikTok, like YouTube, because I think YouTube just released like YouTube shorts or something like that, um, which I think is just going to be another killer. One really, really big like engagement decrease that I saw was when Instagram started releasing um, their reels. They released their shop, I think it's called. Yeah. Look. Yeah. They released, re- they released reels, or I think, what, like late last year, early this year? Yeah. And then beforehand, they released IGTV. They, they released IGTV a while ago. And they're doing, I feel, at least in my opinion, it kind of feels like they're trying to be the jack of all trades instead of just focusing on what Instagram was originally created for. I what I think what they're trying to do is bring more I think because for Instagram for your post to do well me and Ryan have talked about this it's literally just like it's a weird numbers game where you have to post at the right time and then once you post you need to get off the app for at least two hours after you post and not engage with anyone because then the Instagram algorithm from what it was back then when we were doing this when you're not on and you have notifications they push it out more for you to be like oh let me let me check this out so that's what we still do like i'm like you'll see from if i post something i'm rarely on my on instagram at least like a good hour hour and a half after i post just maybe help my post just a little bit yeah which is like a crazy thing to think about because like two years ago you would post and the the thing you wanted to do was be on the app engaged like right away Exactly. Like that was the, that was the game. It was like, oh, you posted. I need to engage with comments. I need to engage with people sharing. I need to do all this and that. And now it's just like, I don't opposite. do that. I don't do that to make it work more. Like it's an odd. It's an odd thing. Yeah. Going back to what you said about a lot of photographers moving to Twitter, um, I've been seeing probably about three or four people doing the exact same thing. Just going, you know what? We're jumping ship of Instagram. We're going to Twitter. The only thing that I'm praying for is let's say all of the content creators do move to Twitter. I just don't want them to turn to Instagram version two, where they're going to say, okay, well, let's tank everybody's engagement and then either a make them to promote it and pay money or B cater to exactly what content we want, because that's going to make us more money. Exactly. I I think that's something they miss out on is, like people on Instagram probably like I bet they see it and I bet they know this but a lot of this is is Instagram is just another extension of our portfolios it's another way for brands to look at us and be like we want to work with you exactly and if we want to work with you this is great and regardless on what it is it, it is it if they keep on this it's going to ruin some people's lives it's going to take a large chunk out of some people's money and cash and in, in, in like their revenues like it's especially with photography and and cinematography it's not a cheap thing to get into it's it never was and it never will be yeah for me it's like i have three thousand dollars of just camera gear that that's just my camera and my lens that's not 
I don't have more. I just have one camera and one lens. That's all I have. And yeah. it's like, if you want to keep working and in, if Instagram is to keep working this way, it's kind of like, so what do I do now? Yeah, which is going to be really, really interesting to me because I don't know if it's the same if this has ever happened to you, but it's happened to me a couple times, even just within this past year is I have companies um, all the way in Phoenix because I live out uh, in Sedona. I have companies in Phoenix reaching out to me for these job opportunities through Instagram just from seeing my grid. Yeah. Which always makes me wonder, you know, if two years ago or a year and a half ago, if they didn't start fucking engagement and start tanking all of that, I'm wondering, you know, well, what would it, what would it be like now? How many brands exactly. would be reaching out now? You know, I hundred percent agree. Like I get, I probably get a couple, I get a few DMS a week from people wanting to work with me and a bunch of stuff like that. And I'm to the point where I'm, I'm still focused on my photography, but I, I see that there's money to be made elsewhere in the creative field that I know. And that's social media marketing and, and stuff like that and management. Yeah. That's what I was doing at my old job. I was, I was their photographer. I would run their Instagrams. I'd, I'd watch how everything worked. And I was talking to this company out in California. It was a restaurant. I was like, Hey, um, I think, that my photos would help will benefit you will benefit you guys a lot more yeah. for your Instagram platform. And I was like, but I also do this. And that was the social media marketing thing. And they're like, Oh, what other companies have you worked with? And they saw, and I sent them, I was honest. I sent them the shop that I worked for and they, they looked at it and they saw the followers they had. And then they looked at the post likes and they're like, I'm like, I started and they were about 19.8 thousand. And when I left in just four months, they went up to 24.2. And they, but they're like, oh, but they don't need to get like a hundred likes on a photo. I was like, you need to understand that Instagram isn't likes. Yeah. If you, if you, if you look at the, the, your analytics and if I could, if I was still logged in, I could show them. I not only boosted their followers, their engagements throughout posts from sharing and stuff like that and everything went up about 275 percent in the first like two weeks of me working there and it grew from there and then i brought in also another 175 percent more actual in-store sales and online sales through the four months of me working there yeah and when brands look at that they don't get it because that's not what they do yeah they're not social media um, they're not looking at social media as a customer income stream. No, they're, they're looking at it as a follower to a like ratio. And that's why a bunch of people think I have fake followers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, there's a lot of, there's bigger people out there with probably in, in the percentage range that has, they have a lot worse follower to like ratio. Yeah, exactly. So if you, re- if you really sit back and look at things, it's, and I'm like, I oh, mean, I don't have fake followers. I don't, I, why would I do that? That gets me nowhere. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to grow, you know, your social media management portfolio. Exactly. Like, and people, some people get it. Some people don't, but Hey, you know what? End of the day, you gotta keep, gotta keep trying. So all it takes is one person to be like, I'm in. Yeah. That's all it takes. So going back to the like to follower ratio thing, a couple, I can't, it's probably been at least a year now. Time has kind of flown by this year. 
Um, but with Instagram removing the ability for some users to see other users like count, do you think that had to play in any engagement issues or brand deals or anything like that? I don't, honestly, I don't know. Cause a lot of people that I follow don't, they just keep their likes there. Yeah. But I know some people that I, I know some people that have just removed it, but then again, the people that have done it or people that have a following and have, and that, that do different work. Like um, Will Nicholas, another great photographer, but he's, he's, he's in the, he's in the music industry. Like he, he's a photographer for many musicians. He's based out of LA. So he's, he's a cool guy. He doesn't, he doesn't need people to see his likes. He doesn't need brand deals. He's working with companies and working with people. He, he does all this. He does all these things. He doesn't need to show his likes. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a weird thing. And I don't, I don't really understand why they decided, oh, we'll give you the option to not show your likes on Instagram. It's like, it's weird. It definitely is something that was kind of different that they did. Um, Cause I know like Facebook doesn't do that. I don't know if Twitter does that either. Cause I'm not really big on Twitter. Like I oh, haven't really used oh, it all that much. No, I just, I just made a whole new Twitter. Cause I was, I was literally just about to jump ship on everything and just say, Hey man, I don't got Snapchat. I don't have Instagram. You guys could hit me up on Twitter. Like I'm, I was very much at that point. I was like, I'm kind of over everything. Twitter is something I've been kind of looking at uh, on my breaks at work today. And even when I got home eating dinner, kind of just looking at it, seeing what their engagement is like. Um, Because I mean, why put all this effort into making an Instagram post when, you know, one month we might have to be super active the first couple hours, the next month we don't. And it's just like this huge back and forth cat and mouse game. Yeah. Like if you look at some of my posts and some of Ryan's, you will see like, because we try to boost each other's posts. That yeah. sounds bad, but we're literally just trying to help each other out. Exactly. You can see random terrible comments that we just dumb jokes that we make. You can see. Oh, yeah. Like in my new post, you can literally see absurd comments yeah and it's, it's literally just to be like well maybe if we comment a couple more times and make it longer than four words that may, maybe they'll maybe you'll boost the the pull a little farther yeah because i know uh me and a couple other photographers we just we do the same thing it's just these kind of random comments that are thrown in there that don't really fit but they're there yeah like ryan commented wait is that me and then there's three comments. There's three comments. Uh, I was like, I don't know, man. It kind of looks like you. He's like, no, not really. I think it's Alan. Yo, <laughs> what the? How do you get? How do you get there, bro? And then Alan commented three hours ago. Yo, I'm white. Like it, it's it's just absurd. And that the new post, I I would like to give a quick shout out to to Cove. They're they're an awesome awesome company. I support everything they do, and they're really cool guys. It's a small business out of uh, I think they're out of uh, San Diego. But they're super cool guys, and I'm I I found them on TikTok actually. And I was really? like, I'll re I was like, I'll reach out to them, see if I could work something out with them. And I was like, I want to say I love what you're doing. I was gonna buy some. I was, I was I was literally right then and there about to buy a couple of shirts from them. And they're like, hey, here if you're you're because I told them I was going to California. Yeah, it's like you know they're like here. They sent me and Ryan some shirts, and we show we shot the shirts out in Tahoe because we couldn't make it to the beach, but we did. We worked with what we had. Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. Really cool guys. Yeah. Uh, Cause I know like uh, Instagram, it's definitely not as big as it used to be, but 
reaching out to brands, I think with the with the up and coming couple of years, I think we're going to see a lot more of these brands using social media in a more personalized way instead of like a corporate business level automated response type thing. Yeah. Um, I think I think some brands that have done really well with like big brands that have done well with working with other creators and letting them create is like Porsche and Lamborghini. They're, they've been really adamant to let photographers come in and shoot their cars for them and, and have them for Instagram and yeah. their websites. That's a really cool thing. I, I know Northbirds has done a lot with Porsche of Australia and Lamborghini and them too. They, they, they like that because it, it makes their company a little bit more. I don't know if you say it feels a little bit more personal than it was when if they just posted their own photos with their own in-house photographers. Yeah, you're kind of seeing the whole creative process by somebody who's already familiar. Yeah, you're 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 taking a person that does a certain style of photography and then giving them something, being like, "Hey, have have fun, go shoot this," and they're like, "All right, we'll see what happens." Yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely something that I've seen especially with North Borders, um, Peter McKinnon, a lot of these bigger creators and these bigger brands almost like collaborating. Yeah. Because it's, it is what it is when you, if you find someone and you kind of both have like a respect for each other and you want to, if you figure out like, Hey, you help me with getting me content. I can help you getting awesome photos. And they're like, cool. It's a good trade off. But, But the thing is, if the thing is, if, if you and me like rocked up right, if you and me showed up to the Porsche dealership right like tomorrow, we show up no matter what we're wearing and we're like, hey, we would like to shoot for you guys. They're just going to tell us off. So we have in-house photographers. Yeah. And it's it's such a weird thing. It's um, I don't I don't I don't know what to do. Like I would love if hey if Porsche, if you're anyone from there, if you're hearing it out, let, let me in call and get a, get a car and let's go shoot something. Yeah, for sure. Because I know, like like you said earlier, it's a lot better creatively to have full creative control of time, placement, everything else like that in a shoot. Because exactly. you're able to, because I don't know if you're the same way, but every I have a journal in my room that's like a spiral notebook that I just real quickly sketch all of my photos, I photo ideas really quickly. And then before I go to a shoot, I look them over and see, oh, okay, well, this is the kind of editing style. This is the kind of aesthetic that I'm going for, for the shoot. So I'm going to have to shoot it in a way that fits perfectly with the edit to, to kind of wrap it all together. I don't see that's, I, I, first off, that's insane that you actually like sketch stuff down. Um, if I think of something, the problem, the thing that I have, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. But it, it will always be in like the middle of the night and I'll be like, huh, that would be awesome if I did that. And then exactly. like I'll plan out in my head, I'll just plan out, shoot, get the and like get the idea down. And then when I go shoot it, I already have like that mental note in my head. Like I do, like if I look through my viewfinder on my camera, I'm not seeing the raw photo. I'm seeing the edited. Like I've yeah. seen the, the tones and everything. Like this is perfect. Yeah. And that's that's kind of something that I guess, quote unquote, having an eye for photography really really helps yeah i i think a lot of people don't understand because i've, I've had some people i've had some people try to micromanage me mm-hmm. from on the business end of what i do because end of the day this is a business this isn't this is no longer just like a hobby yeah this is, i want to pursue this as a career there is 
this is what I want to do. I've had a numerous amount of people tell me you shouldn't charge that much. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. It's, and it's always the people that don't run a business. Yeah, for sure. And it's always, especially a business in the creative field. Cause a lot of people think that, Oh, if you want to make more money, if you charge less and you do more, that'll work better. And people come back to you. But the problem is no longer, I need people to shoot with. It is, I want the people it, it's the, how do I put it? It's the, the market that I want to tap into. It's I want to work for certain people to get somewhere else. I don't want to be shooting some dude's Honda Civic for a hundred dollars. Yeah. Because that's not, that's not going up on the page. That's not going anywhere besides their page. But it, yeah, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So I, I charge accordingly to what I want to be doing. Like I'm not going to be handing out shoots. Like I, I did that one sale right before the trip. I was $175 for a photo shoot. And I got a couple books and I was just like, that's cool. It's extra money for the trip. And I was like, I can, I can knock those out. Those are simple and easy portraits. But I'm like, hey, dude, that's a hundred dollars off at least. Cause I, I don't really like to talk prices. Yeah. Cause a lot no, of people I get are like, you. always are like, Hey, the, Oh, that person is for this. And the, someone else is it for cheaper. It's yes. always, it's, it's no longer where I'm, where I'm at. It's where I want to be. And it's like, if I charge this, yeah, I get less clientele, but I get the clientele that I want. Exactly. And, and I'm like, that's, that's kind of where I want to be at. And people, it's just funny because I have people that just message me and tell me and call me like, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be charging a thousand dollars to run someone's Instagram for a week. I'm like, I'm not charging. That's not just for anyone. That's for companies. They have. Yeah, them. exactly. And then I was like, you also don't understand that if something creatively needs to be done and I'm managing the social media, I would have to outsource for other things that I can't do. Yeah. If it's like, oh, I need to book a photographer for this event, and now it's coming out of my pocket. Yeah, it's, it's not. not it's, no longer coming, it's no longer coming out of the company. It's coming out of their pocket, or it's yeah. coming out of my pocket, not theirs. It's not. You're not pocketing that thousand every week no. profit. No, it that that goes towards the promotion. That goes for the posts. That goes for the ads. That goes for the. If I need to shoot a video, I'm not great with video, but I will find someone that is really good at it that shoots how I want to, to shoot the look to come in and shoot the video. Yeah, it's it's very much a, a thing that a lot of people don't see because all they see is the numbers and they don't see the reason behind it. And the people that tell you these things also don't want to hear what you have to say because they think they're right, even though they have no clue what's going on. Exactly. I wait. I do have a question for you, Colin. What's up? You are an automotive photographer. If you had, mm -hmm. besides Koenigsegg, if you had to pick a car manufacturer to shoot to have a shoot for, what would it be? See, I've always been stuck in between. I've always really like really really liked Porsche. Uh, but that's kind of, I've really liked them for the past couple of years, but I really, really like the the 80s and 90s 911s. Oh, everyone does, man. Oh, yeah. But I think I like this one because it's kind of like a lifelong dream. I've always liked them since I was a kid. The Lamborghini Aventador SVJs, but I want to take them. I've always had this, this shot idea. It's a roller off the coast of Oregon, but I'm using a drone that's over the ocean and you're looking onto the coast. Ooh, I like that. I like that idea. It's a cool. It's one. something I really, really want to do. Um, because I have right now I'm saving up some money to take a trip to the Redwoods to do a photo shoot of some cars in the Redwoods, kind of using the Redwoods as like a backdrop type thing. Oh, it's an that's an awesome spot. Me and that was the trip me and Ryan took up to Crescent City. Yeah, you guys stopped by there. Yeah. 
Oh, it's right there. That's where we were at. We're camping in the. Oh, road. really? I don't know California that well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Crescent City is just like this little like town, like on the coast. That's like next to the Redwood National Park. It's on the border of Oregon and California. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool spot. That that trip was that trip's a funny one, but yeah, um, that would be an awesome shot. Those roads are definitely kind of a pain. There's, you you'll figure it out sooner or later but it's kind of like timing is everything with that yeah because i i've been to the redwoods once before um but it was kind of we were just there for like a day or two um and this was before i was like super big into photos i, I think i was still shooting with like my iphone 6 so it was definitely like not used to its full potential um yeah. but that's definitely a trip that i'm looking forward to um i have one other friend of mine that's a, a photographer that i met in february through the car shows that wants to go with me um but if you're down i can see if if you can come too because that'd be dope dude i'll sleep in the car i don't care yeah because yeah, <laughs> that's I've done it before i'll do it again that's how me and my friends were like in high school you know if we wanted to take a trip it was like hey dad can i borrow the truck for like two days you know for it was funny because for us when me and ryan were at school together neither of us had our license like none of us had a car but we all we lived in a small enough town to where it was kind of like you could basically walk anywhere like i lived across yeah. town and it was maybe like an hour walk to get to ryan's and we just that's kind of what it was it was always like well it's a it's a friday nothing's going on let's go play gta or Ryan's yeah. house. it was always we just went to ryan's I, th- I think a lot of that still contributes to what we do now. It's always like, well, why not? Yeah, just go for it, you know, figure out what happens on the way. Yeah, we like when I lived with Ryan for almost a whole year um, after high school, it was like, we would just like be sitting in the room and be like, hey, I have $100, you have $100. Why don't we go do this? And then we're like, all right, we'll figure it out later. Like we like we can live off cliff bars and yeah. like, you know, <laughs> we don't need much. Yeah, because that's like, um, that's definitely something that I miss doing. I mean, I'm not much older than you. I'm only 21. But, uh, like I'm working 39 hours a week, just under full time, um, by an hour, but I'm doing that. I'm in school for my real estate license and I'm trying to keep up with this podcast and my Instagram and my photography bookings. And I just can't wait. Oh, it gets to like be done. It gets a bit. Yeah. It gets a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Cause like in the end of the day, my end goal is just, I, I just want to create, you know, exactly. I just want to be able to just, you know, say like, you know what, fuck it. Like, let's go. I mean, Arizona and California is not that far away. It's not. But what I'll tell you is, is the the thing is, is Arizona and California, the way they are is if you drive the like whatever, like three, four hours, whatever it is, you drive and you're, you're in SoCal. It's kind of like, there's cool spots. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but it's like. There's so much more California. Yeah. California is huge. And, and a lot of people don't. Yeah. And a lot of people don't get that California is everything. Like it is the Sierra mountains. It is the, it is like the plains. It is the ocean. It is big, dense woods. And, but every, you say California, everyone thinks LA. Same yeah. Like when I moved out here and I went to school, they're like, dude, where are you from, dude? I'm like, California. And they're like, oh, so like LA. I'm like, no. I, none of none of the above actually yeah that's funny it's 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 a funny it's a funny misconception that all california is is just la yeah because kind of that's oh. kind of and they might and they might know san francisco but that's about yeah. it but uh 
Yeah, that pretty much wraps up everything I wanted to talk about. Did you have anything else? I don't know. Honestly, like that was let me think. Let me let me go to your page because I think I have a couple of questions. Okay, go for it. Let me let me just let me, there you are. All right. For some reason, when I first found you on Instagram, I thought you were like a lot younger than me. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. I thought you were younger than me. 100%. I definitely look a lot younger than I am. I was like, damn, this kid be shooting these, man. That's crazy. But all right. If you if you had a pick, you gotta go to one show. It's just it's a it's a cars and coffee. You got four to four, you have uh scuderia, or what's another one? Or like a launch auto. Which one are you going to? Uh is Highline Autos in there too? Okay. Yeah. Probably probably Highline, but with their location they're at right now, which is High Street. Oh yeah, how was that? I because I didn't think of the chance to go. Well, they did one month they did it in the evening. And then the next month they did it in their usual like actual cars and coffee before sunrise. Uh, but I really love the location and all the other photographers I've talked to about it. have all said the same thing. They all love the location because it's, it's perfectly set up to where if the sun is rising and you're standing on one side of the street, you're getting this really golden uh, sunlight, like sun ray almost throughout the whole street. Yeah. But if you go, into the middle and take a sharp right you have complete shade that's and you know what i need to go next time when they have one of them because i didn't get the chance to go last time and i was pretty bummed out because it was like the evening when i was like oh i want to go but all my friends are working i'm like i don't got a car yeah. and i'm not ubering to phoenix yeah that's definitely a an expensive uber <laughs> Oh, of course it is. But definitely Highline for sure. Um, but a, a big part of that is definitely that Highline, uh, they've treated me well. Back when I very first started out, I just shot them a DM on Instagram. Like, hey, I see all these other photographers that are getting on your your magazine. Uh, what do I have to do to get in it? And I'll do it. And they pretty much just told me, hey, you know, send us five photos to this email address. And if they're good enough, we'll, we'll put you in it. And I think... I spent probably like a solid two days straight editing these photos because I was just nervous sending them out. Um, yeah. Got in and I've been in there. I've been in that magazine, I think four or five times now. Um, and I know the owner. I know the guy who does all of their video work. Uh, me and him are real good friends, but they always show, they always like output a really interesting show. Cause I know some car shows, you know, you go, yeah. you go, they get really repetitive. Exactly. That's, that's kind of how I felt with like four to four. Like, don't mind me. The crowd there is always like super fun. Like me and Ryan had this really cool chat with this older guy who had like a, I think it was a GT2 RS, which is like all black GT2 RS. And he was, he gets out of the car wearing like this like Letterman starter jacket. That was a Porsche jacket. And he was super yeah. cool. But I, I, at the, there's a certain time where I'm like, I don't want to come to these anymore. Yeah. Like, I, like I could be sleeping. And for some, and for some reason I have like the worst thing when it, when something's coming up, and especially if it's early in the morning, I just can't sleep. So half the time when I go to a 4 to 4, I'm like, I've been up for over 24 hours. I'm exhausted. But cars. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's definitely almost, it's it's a challenge to get really good photos in somewhere where, you know, you're dodging thousands of people. You're, yeah, you have no control over the car's position or, you know, like sometimes what I run into is, I have like this really good angle in my head and I'm like, I can't get that angle of the car that I'm trying to shoot because there's a Ford Raptor in the spot, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. You were, you were at the same meet as you were at Highline with, we didn't see each other, of course, but with the, with the Koenigseggs, with the Yesko and the Jumeirah, you yeah. mean, it was very much, it, that, that's basically like the reason I don't like going to shows because whenever something is kind of cool out of the norm, everyone's staying around it. It's an absurd thing. And you're like, man, I just want one good photo. And it, it's really, really hard to kind of stand out at car shows photography wise. I mean, car, any of these car shows, if you're going just to go to, to spectate or bring a car or just kind of walk around, and have fun. They're great. Yeah. And I mean, the photos aren't terrible. It's just like you said, it's, am I, it could be so much yeah. better. And that's always been like the debate with me too. Um, Cause I kind of have to pick and choose which car shows I go to just because of the simple drive, like for the Highline Autos, yeah. I've been going there every show since I've been able, since they started, but I'm waking up at four, four thirty in the morning, driving two hours to the show, shooting, eating, driving all the way back home and just editing until another midnight. And by then I've done like a, a 16, 17, sometimes 18 hour days. And it's just, I get in bed, I'm gone. I'm asleep dude at that point man just just text me bro you can't put on my house anytime like god back the only good photo i could say i've gotten from a um a highline is the only good photo i got the entire day was the photo of the yesco of just the back with the with the guys pushing oh it. yeah yeah that that's the only good photo i've i got of that car in my opinion and i was still reluctant to put it up i was like god yeah, it's it's definitely a challenge. I, was, I think I was definitely more bummed the fact that they didn't start either of the cars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, come on, they're here. Turn, oh, come on, press the button. Let's do this. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's just I don't. I'm trying to think of the word. It's like at the tip of my tongue. But even like going back to the trying to stand out at like car shows as a photographer. <laughs> I definitely see like myself, even though I've invested, you know, five, $6,000 into just gear, I'm like trying to compete engagement wise with people that are shooting on iPhones, even at the car shows in person. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. Like it's at the point where it's like, I, you could be, you're invested so much. It's like, there isn't a whole lot of payback besides the fact that so I I know my photos are different, but the engagements is like almost the same, or theirs are better. Yeah, and it's it's always just a mixed bag of what the hell am I exactly. doing? Exactly. Should I keep doing this? What am I doing? But yeah, it's it's that weird thing. What about you? Which which car show would you pick? God, I don't. I might have I might have to go with Highline too. I don't I don't know. Like the last Highline show I went to was in January. It was the beginning of the year I went and I went with my friend Lola, Kyle, like a bunch of their friends and Ryan was with me. And so was Zach. And I met the people that I ended up working for, for the, for four months out here. I met, I met them at the show and they're like, Oh, they're like, Hey, we have a car over there. If you don't mind shooting some stuff, send it to us and we'll, we'll get back to you. See if you want to work for us. I was like, all right, cool. And they ended up working with me and that was cool. But, Man, it sounded like a really good deal working for them in the beginning, which I'm still thankful. They're, they're fun people to work with. Um, I, I ended up making just enough money to buy a new camera. So at least I got that out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. And 
but after that, man, that money was so bad in the end. Like, if you really think up, if you really thought about it, if you really put your head to it, it was such it was such a bad money. When when you make ten dollars an hour, that's that's yeah. Not it. I'm definitely because uh, I've worked those jobs too, where you're like working ten dollars an hour, forty plus hours a week, and you're just like barely making it. Yeah, and I'm like I'm I was sixty hours a week, ten dollars an hour, and I'm like. There's no real incentive for me to stay here. Yeah, exactly. So I was, um, I put, I put in two weeks. I ended up staying till the end of May because I was like, I'll, I'll work until I leave to California at least. And then it was funny because after I left, I ended up making, I ended up booking shoots. I used to book shoots. I was like, I'll just book some shoots. And that in turn, I made more money in like two weeks than I did like for, in, been a month of working there i thought that was hilarious yeah and i saw the same thing uh, i did some work for a, a car dealership in mesa for I, w- I think the shoot time was like four hours took me probably five hours to edit all their photos and i made more money in profit and that day's work than like probably a solid three weeks at my regular job exactly it's it's weird but then it gives you it, then it gives you more like I let's keep going. I don't, I don't know how, but let's keep, let's, let's figure it out. And that's why like, I posted that uh, like a while ago, I posted on my Snapchat that I was like, I think July is going to be like my last month of booking photo shoots for a minute. Cause I was like, I want to focus on something else. Yeah. And I don't feel like saying what that else is going to be, but I, I it's going to be great, but I, I don't know if I'm going to take a full break. I don't think I'm going to be booking as many people as I want. Or as I used to. Well, that wraps up this episode with Giovanni, aka Joe Adrift, on Instagram. Next week, we'll be talking to Jack, or Frizz Creative, as he's known on Instagram, another great automotive photographer in Arizona. And I will see you guys next week.